Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylife Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. Thirty minutes to preach of our message. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I might go for an hour. All right. Well, we're here all afternoon anyway, right? We've got baptism, so no. All right. So this morning, um, the message that I'm going to be preaching that that second song that we sang or third song that we sang this morning was intentional. The uh, canvas and the clay. The, the, this morning, I'm going to be talking and and looking out of out of Jeremiah and talking about the potter and and the clay. And I think one of the most powerful analogies in the Bible is is the analogy and 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 the transformation power that that, that God. God, God uses and says, you know, I am the potter and you are the clay. It's so, such an amazing image, thinking about a potter creating something, creating a masterpiece, creating, you know, something on the wheel, which then turns into something that then is used over and over and over and over again. And I think that it's important that, you know, if the, if the Bible uses such a clear analogy as this, that we can step into that and look into then, okay, what does a potter do? If, if, if in this verse, which I'm going to read in a second, that, 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 that um, the, you know, they're talking about that God is the potter and we are the clay. We then, I think it's important that we look into them, what does a potter do? What, how does this process of making a, clarge, a, a clay jar, a cl- clay jar, wow, I'll get my words together, a clay jar, um, how, how does that process happen? How does the process of making an amazing, amazing vase or, you know, my mom, she collects teapots. It's weird. She doesn't even drink tea, but, um, you know, she has hundreds of them, all these teapots. Like, how does that actually happen? So this is what we're going to do this morning, and we're going to have a look and, and find out how pottery is made, and I'm no potter, so I'm not going to go too much into that. I'm going to go into the spiritual side of it. Um, but I just want to have a look at Jeremiah 18, and, and, and it, the, the, the passage of Scripture is called the potter and the clay. And it says, this message that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, God said, Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house and I will give you my message there. It goes on and says, so I went down to the potter's house and saw him working with the clay at the wheel. He was making a pot from clay, but there was something wrong with the pot. So the potter used the clay again to make another pot. With his hands, he shaped the pot the way he wanted it to be. Then this message from the Lord came to me. Family of Israel, you know that I can do the same thing with you. You are the clay in the potter's hands, and I am the potter. So as I said, I'm not really a potter. I've, I've never really done pottery. Um, you know, when I was at uni, one of my my mate's dad's, uh, he was the pottery teacher at, at uni down at uh, Avondale College where I went, and um, his name was Mr. Martin. Anyway, he, uh, he was like the, the pottery dude. So every now and again, we went down to the, to the shed just to check it out and have a play and, you know, make some things as guys, guys do on the, on, on, the, on the pottery wheel. They weren't very good. 
Um, <laughs> can imagine some of the things that were trying to be made, but um, we were we were making these 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 things, just having fun, and it is so hard. It is like one of the hardest things. It looks so easy, you know. The you watch he just sits down and just goes to the wheel and thuds this big thing of clay in the middle of it and just goes. Makes this phenomenal thing. Seriously, you, you sit down at this thing and you try to even just try to get the wheel to spin is hard. <laughs> anyway, the, the 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 clay just wobbles everywhere. It falls off the bench. It's it's you know you're trying to do this thing and it's just sliding in and out of your hands and like the consistency is like all wrong and it is super 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 hard to make a clay pot. But the reason why I'm telling you this is because when our God, who is the potter, who's sitting at the wheel, I just want us to think about this for a second, that you are a piece of clay, that we are this just hunk of clay together. And our God sits down at the wheel and starts to go, I'm about to create the most amazing, wonderful, phenomenal thing. And I'm going to give it a purpose, and I'm going to give it a plan, and I'm, going to, and I'm going to give it meaning, and it's going to be used over and over and over again. You know, this is exactly what God has done with our lives, that we have been created by God. Amen? That God formed us in our mother's womb. God created us. And he, it wasn't some fluke. He thought about us before that, you know, before we were even created, that he, he, he was intentional in what he was doing when he was making you. And this morning, what I want to do is I want to have a look at the process of the clay on the wheel moving into being able to being used. So right now, we've been created. We're sitting here in this room. God's got a great plan and a great purpose for our life. And I'm going to have a look at three stages this morning of how a pot gets made. And I pray that it encourages you this morning that you know, we're all in, in, in you know, a different season of life. And I pray this morning that this message will encourage you in the season that you're in right now that God still has a plan for your life, <laughs> that God still wants to use you, that God still wants to, you know, maybe he might need to put you back onto that wheel and start to do a little bit of molding again. But this morning, this is where we're going to go. Is that okay? Let me pray and we're going to start. So God, is thank you for this word. God, I thank you that you are the potter. And Holy Spirit, this morning, I pray that this message can encourage us, Lord God, to not that you have a great plan for our life, that whatever season that we're in in life, Lord God, that you are doing something intentional in this season, Lord God, to help us be those magnificent masterpieces that you created us to be in Jesus' name. Amen. All righty. So the first thing that happens when a potter starts to make a pot is he gets this bit of clay and he puts it on the wheel. 
So the first point that I'm going to be talking about, you might feel like that you're on the wheel this morning, that life is just going around and around and around and around and around and around. And it feels like nothing's changing. It feels like that. You know what? Life's the same day in and day out. I'm just on the wheel. I'm just on the wheel. I'm just on the wheel. You know, and I think that we spend the majority of our lives on the wheel. (laughs) We spend the majority of our everyday life on the wheel that not heaps and heaps changes day in, day out, right? It's not like, you know, there's seasons in life where something just goes, bang, you know, massive change happens like, you know, like a kid or, you know, there's a, you know, tragedy in life. But, you know, these things don't come every single day. And I pray that they don't come every single day in in your life. But for most of our life, it feels like we're on the wheel. And we're just going around and around and around and around and around. And it's like, God, what are you doing? Why am I here? What's the point? You know, I'm just keep turning up and, you know, nothing much is happening. And, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just on the wheel. So the question that I'm, I'm, I want to ask this morning is, well, why does God put us on the wheel? Why does He keep working on us? And I feel that when we're on the wheel, this is where God is molding and continuing to shape us. And I think if we go back to this verse in, in, in Jeremiah, that you won't discover necessarily the purpose for your life, but we can learn something even more important. And I pray that, and I think that we can understand that the potter is creating with purpose. When the potter is at the wheel, he knows exactly what he's creating. If you, if you sit down or, or you watch someone, You know, before he puts that bit of clay, or she puts that bit of clay on the wheel, he knows exactly what they're going to make. They're not just like, oh, let's throw that on there and see what it turns into. (laughs) It's hard enough. He knows exactly, and they're intentional in what they're making. And this is exactly the same truth for your life that God has for you. That when we're on the wheel, and it's just going around and around and around, that um, if we have a look at this verse in, in Jeremiah 18, 3 and 4, it says, Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred. There was something just not right with it. This is humanity, right? <laughs> we're broken. We're, we're cracked. We have things in life that that need to be healed. We have things in life that need to change. You know, we are these, 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 these clay pots that God is continually trying to mold and shape. So what he did, he said, so he made it again. And what happens that when we're on this wheel going around and around and around, the thing that I want to encourage us today is what God is doing in that season. What, do, what is God doing when we're just feeling like we're going around and around and around and around. So that when before or, or when, when, the, when the potter puts this bit of clay on the wheel, he needs water to soften it. He needs water to get the right consistency in this piece of clay so that it can be molded. And I want to suggest to you today that when we're going around and around and around, that the water that, that God wants to use in this season is the Word of God. That in this season, that it's our, our responsibility to be getting 
into the Word of God, because remember, this is where He's shaping us. This is where He's molding us. This is where, he, where we're understanding who God is and, and what life is all about for you and for me. And in Ephesians 5.26, we're, we're looking at you know, this, this water right now, the water that, that God wants to use on the wheel to help mold us. And it says this in, in, in Ephesians 5.26, it says, "...that He might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water." And that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having a spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but it should be holy without blemish. You know, and this is really the life that God wants us to live is a life of righteousness. You know, being Christians is, is all about living like Christ. You know, being a Christian is all about, you know, um, there's an amazing verse, and I think it's in, in Peter, that it talks about, you know, we're a holy nation. Um, but, and, and before that, it says, but we're not like that. You know, the Bible um, is, is encouraging us saying, you know, we are different to the world as Christians, right? Amen? You can say amen to this. You know, you can talk to me. That we, as Christians, are meant to be different to the world, right? That, that we are meant to be living differently. And we are meant to be living our everyday life on the wheel, different than the rest of the world. And I feel like what, what, what God encouraged me when I was reading this is that the Word of God is the water that softens us. The Word of God is the thing that actually allows us to be moldable. The Word of God is the, is the actual, the, the, the living Word, the living water of God that encourages us to be the people that God has called us to be. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the water that, that's moldable. But the thing that I want to really touch on this morning is that if we set our standards on our belief systems, <laughs> we're going to get it wrong. <laughs> that everyone in this room has a completely different worldview, and that's great. It's great that we have all different worldviews. We all come from different, you know, places. We all come from, from, from different backgrounds. And, you know, we all come from different upbringings. And I think this is why God gave us the Word of God. I think that this is, or I know that this is why God gave us the Word of God, so that we can actually have a benchmark on how to live our lives. And when we're on the wheel going around and around and around, that if we can get into the Word of God and we can start to understand that, hey, this is actually how God wants us to live. This is, this is the water that, that makes me soft, that, that allows God to mold me into the person that God has created me to be. The Word of God is the thing that encourages me when, 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 when I just don't know what to do in a certain situation. The Word of God is there to correct me. And we don't like to be corrected, right? <laughs> We don't like this, and I know that it's not easy to talk about how we're meant to live, but the Word of God is so clear in how we're meant to be living. And this is the water that actually allows God to mold us into who He has created us to be. So being on the wheel in our everyday life is us being intentional and asking God to say, God, continually shape me. Let that be the, 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 the prayer of us. God, continually shape me and lead me 
into the person that you've created me to be or that you're creating me to be. And the only way that we can do this and fully understand what this is is in this relationship with God but through the Word of God. Amen? Point number two. The second thing that happens, we're on the wheel and we're, and we're in the waiting. We just feel like you know, life's going around and around. And finally we get made. Finally this, this, this pot or this jar gets, gets created. And the pot takes it off. You know, I just think about the little jar thinking, yes, I'm about to be used. Yes, finally. I've been going around and around and around and around and around for so long, but now is my time. But the potter's like, no, I'm just going to put you on the shelf <laughs> just to dry out for a little bit. <laughs> and this season is called The Waiting. Who loves The Waiting? <laughs> Everyone loves The Waiting. You know, there's a point of this season in our life as well. There's a, there's a reason why we go through the waiting. You know, we are, well, maybe not you guys, but I am one of the most impatient people. If I, if, if I, want, if I want something, I just run at it and try to get it done. You know, if I, if I want to go get something, I, I, I put all my energy into trying to, you know, make this stuff happen. But I, I've come to realize that if I continually try to birth something that I have to actually keep it alive. Where if God births it, that's his job to keep it alive. (laughs) That if I have to force the thing and keep resuscitating this thing to be alive all the time, eventually it's going to die. But if God births the thing and God's the one who says, hey, now's the right time, you just wait, I'm going to do everything in you so that you're ready when it gets birth, that he can keep it alive and I don't have to. But in the waiting, there's a, there's a, there's a verse here that I want to encourage us in, in Galatians 6, 9. It says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. Let's not get tired of doing what is right. At just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. You know, so many of us get lost in the waiting. <laughs> So many of us give up in the waiting. So many of us, you know, we, we, we feel like, you know, God's got a great plan for my life and I feel like I'm shaped and, and I'm ready to run. And God says, wait, and we're not ready to and we don't want to wait. And what happens is we get lost in the waiting because we give up. The jar's still there. It's just on the shelf. <laughs> it's, 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 it's still ready to be used, but we've given up on it. Because it didn't happen when we wanted it to happen. You know, nearly every Bible character that did something amazing had a time of waiting. (laughs) And I think one of the greatest examples of this is Joseph. You know, Joseph was 17 when, you know, he had these dreams of, you know, his brothers bowing down to him and, you know, he was going to be you know, the king and, you know, all, all these amazing things. But it was 30 years until that dream actually came. He had 30 years of waiting. <laughs> and I was just thinking about Joseph the other day. Who told him? Or how did he know to respond the way that he did? He didn't have anything to read. How did he know to forgive? How did he know how to respond and how to act in every single season 
that he went through in those 30 years. It's a whole other message right there. But I want to encourage us this morning that in this time, in the waiting, what God did in Joseph and what God also wants to do in you and me, I feel like this is the time where our character and our integrity are built. Because, you know, your calling is only going to go as far as your character can take you. That if our character and our integrity aren't where they need to be, it'll be a flash in the pan and it'll fall away. Because our character and our integrity are the things that actually continue to, to take us to the places where God has called us to go. Your talents and your giftings are so good and they're so great, but it's your character and your integrity that actually keeps us there. And he's testing us if what he has built is actually going to hold up. <laughs> he's testing us in this season in the waiting. Is what God has created on the wheel, is it going to hold up when I'm ready to use him? So just a, a few encouragements in that. We're not always going to feel like it's fun. We're not always going to feel like we want to be here. We don't always want to feel like we want to do what God has asked us to do. But I want to encourage you this morning, don't live your life by your feelings. <laughs> don't live your life by your feelings because our feelings get it wrong so often. Let's live our life on who God has called you to be. Who are you? Who, who are you? Your character, your integrity. That when a situation comes up and it's like, oh, that could be really fun. I feel like doing that. Make me feel good right now. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not who I am. <laughs> That's not who God's created me to be. And I, I preached this, I think, a few months ago, but if we focus on the what, it gets so tricky. <laughs> but if we focus on the who, it becomes so easy. If we focus on what I'm allowed to do and what I'm not allowed to do, that gets so confusing because there's so many gray areas in every single situation that you turn up in. But if you just understand who you are and who you've been called to be, that we're quick to forgive. We're slow to anger. I have character and integrity in situations that, you know, this is who I am. The what's not going to be a problem <laughs> because it gets stopped here before we get down to our feelings. That's just a, a free one this morning. And point number three. So we're either on the wheel and we're just going around and around and around and around and this is where it's important that we get into the Word of God, understanding what does the Word of God say? He's shaping and molding. We're in the waiting. We're just sitting on the shelf. God wants to grow our character. He wants to grow out and he wants to grow you so that when this vase, when this, when this amazing creation gets used, it's not just going to fall apart, but it's going to be able to withhold what God has put into it. So we think, yes, 
the potter's coming over and he's going to get me off the shelf. And this is my time to shine. <laughs> this is my time to shine. God's going to, you know, he's going to use me in this area or, you know, this, this thing in my life I'm going to step into and it's going to be amazing. And, you know, he, he's got me in his hands, but he's walking me over to this, this, this weird furnace thing and he puts me in the fire. <laughs> so we go from the wheel to the waiting into the fire. <laughs> and maybe this morning, this is where you feel like you're at. You feel like you're in the fire. There's a point for this season as well, by the way. There's a reason for this season. And the reason why it's important that we go through the fire is because it hardens us and it burns off all the stuff that doesn't need to be there anymore. You know, this is one of the hardest seasons of our lives, the fire. You know, it's easy just to keep turning up when nothing changes. It gets boring, right? <laughs> it's a little harder to, you know, when we're, when we're in the waiting and it feels like, you know, I just want to jump into this thing or, or do this thing all my life. But when we're in the fire, this is tough. And this is why the waiting is so important. <laughs> because the waiting is the time that gets us ready for the fire. <laughs> For God to, and, and when, I, when I talk about the fire, it doesn't mean that something crazy bad has to happen in your life, by the way. I'm not saying that, you know, you have to go through bad things in life for God to use you. That is not true. <laughs> but it's not if struggles come in life, it's when, right? <laughs> it's not if a tough time is going to come in your relationship, or it's not, you know, if, but it's when these, these, these times come in life and we feel like we're in the fire. But these are the times where, where, where God is hiding in us and, he's, and, he, and he wants to um, you know, burn some of that stuff off so that when we come out, we are ready to be used. You know, 1 Peter 1.7 says, These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Through your faith, sorry, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to all the world. Just as the band comes. You know, throughout the Bible, once again, so many people went through the fire. You know, Noah, he went through the fire but stayed strong and built an ark. What's an ark? What's, what's rain? He didn't know what either of them were. He just did it. <laughs> you know, Abraham, I'm so glad he didn't light that fire. Um, that was a joke. Sorry, Christian jokes aren't funny, I know. <laughs> Joseph <laughs> went through the fire. Daniel went through the fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego literally <laughs> went through the fire. <laughs> Paul went through the fire. Jesus literally went to the pit of hell <laughs> and came out the other side without a mark on him. You know, and that's encouraging as well, right? We just think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
One of my mates preaches this, this amazing message about running to the fire. And he preached it at youth camp. And he preaches this phenomenal message about, and it's so encouraging that, you know what? As Christians, we try to run away from the fire as much as we can. But you know, that's exactly where Jesus is. <laughs> Remember, because the fourth man in that fire was the Son of God. And we all our lives trying to run away from the fire, trying to run away from the fire, run away from, from things. But you know what? That's where Jesus actually is. And he encourages us and, 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 and you know, champions us on. So you know what? As a Christian, I'm sick of running away. <laughs> I want to run to God. I want to run to him and I want to be exactly where he is. And, you know, in these moments in, in, in the fire, when we're going through stuff, we're going through hard times in life. I just want to encourage you this morning. That's exactly where Jesus is. He's there and he's carrying you and he's protecting you. And just like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they came out with not a scent of smoke on them. They were in the middle of it, but it doesn't have to hurt us. It doesn't have to take us out. It doesn't have to if we rely on the fourth person in that fire and that's Jesus. Why don't we stand to our feet this morning? Because I just feel like God just wants to minister in here a little bit today. So we've been talking about God being the potter, we being the clay. And I don't know what you feel like your piece of clay <laughs> is like today. I don't know if you feel like this little, little cracked, little old... Maybe it's not even on the wheel. <laughs> Maybe it's fallen off onto the floor like it happened to me when I was trying to make the pot. You know, I feel like God just wants to say this morning that he's not finished with you yet. That he's not, just as this song's going to declare in a second, that he's not finished wanting to use you. Because remember, he has created you. He's created you. And when an inventor creates something, he creates it for a reason. He creates it for a purpose. He creates it for a meaning. He doesn't just create the thing to sit on the, sit on the shelf or stay in the box. He creates it to be used. Just like when God created you. He's created you to be in relationship with him, but at the same time, to be used by him. You know, this morning you might feel like, you're on the wheel just going around and around and around and around. That's okay. Let's get into the Word of God. Let's see what God is speaking to us in this process. You know, maybe we feel like we're in the waiting and it's like, but when God, but when God, let's build our character, let's build our integrity, let's be these Christians that God has called us to be and, and live the life that, that, that God has asked us to live. Maybe you feel like you're in the fire this morning and everything's just blowing up and it's like, ah, oh, this is so hard. I want to encourage you this morning that Jesus is there with you and it doesn't have to take you out. You know, you might think, well, you've got no idea what I'm doing in my life. You have no idea what I've done with my life. There's no way that God could use me. I just want to encourage you in a second, just with a few characters out of the Bible, just to speak some truth into that lie. <laughs> You know, we think that God can't use us, but let's have a look at this. 
Noah was a drunk. Abraham was too old. Isaac was a daydreamer. Jacob was a liar. Leah was ugly. Joseph was abused. Moses had a stuttering problem. Gideon was afraid. Samson had long hair and was a womanizer. Rahab was a prostitute. Jeremiah and Timothy were too young. David had an affair and was a murderer. Elijah was suicidal. Isaiah preached naked. Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a widow. Job went bankrupt. Peter denied Christ. The disciples fell asleep while praying. Martha worried about everything. The Samaritan woman was divorced. Zacchaeus was too small. Paul was too religious. Timothy had an ulcer. And Lazarus was dead. And we seriously don't think God can use us, right? (laughs) Come on. God's got an amazing plan for your life. God wants to use you. He's the potter and you're the clay. He's molding us and shaping us. And if we just let him and go the season and go the journey and and, and continue on with the process, we're going to come out the other side and we're going to be these phenomenal jars, these phenomenal you know things, that, which we already are, but we're going to be able to be used by God in the way that he's called us and created us to live. So I just want to declare. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylife Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.